The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Blessings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I'm super delighted to be your host today as we get to chat about the power of conscious communication. This is another one of those subjects, so very near and dear to my heart, because it's one of those multi-layered things that when we invest the time and the energy to really learn and to practice it in our lives, everyone's lives are blessed and enhanced, not just ours, you know, whether among my own friends and family members or among my clients and their friends and families, I've seen time and time again, how even just the smallest effort to better understand and practice conscious communication skills can save and enhance every kind of relationship, including struggling or challenging ones. Whether we're talking about friendships, work teams, romantic, business, or parenting relationships, conscious communication sets the stage for increasing levels of trust, clarity, engagement, understanding, and above all else, joyful connection. And the best part is you do not need a PhD in communications before you get this working for you in your life. You know, over here in the superpower universe, you've likely heard Tonya and the team constantly talking about the importance of actually practicing your practices, right? And for great reason. Understanding is only the first part of learning. And unless we pair it with that very important second part, which is taking action by practicing our practices, it's kind of like trying to drive a car with no gas in the tank. You may know everything you need to know about the car, but without any gas in the tank, without any action, you're going nowhere fast. So today, we're going to talk about the number one key to conscious communication and how you can start putting it into action right away. So we're going to go ahead and cut to a short break now so we can just dive right in together without interruption to talk more about why conscious communication is the best thing ever and what the number one key is to start enhancing all your relationships right now. So stay tuned, stay with us, and we'll be right back after the break. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we're talking about why conscious communication is the best thing ever. And what's the number one key to most easily start using it in your daily life? So let's start by taking a deep and conscious breath together, just centering ourselves into the divine, taking that quick moment so we can really connect with and listen from our heart space, that portal of full presence, so we can really hear whatever is of highest benefit to us. Choosing to receive this information, this transmission from the highest possible state of consciousness where our own intuition can best guide us to whatever is most important for us. And so let's talk about the number one key to conscious communication. What is it? It's 
understanding the differences in conversations and knowing what kind of conversation to have and when. So many of us have been raised to believe that a conversation is a conversation is a conversation, and that's not really accurate. So to start practicing the benefits of conscious communication skills immediately, we can focus simply on learning and understanding the difference between three most common conversation types, the listening conversation, the empowering conversation, and the casual conversation. This can help us take a quantum leap in our communications and enhance our relationships immediately. Knowing how and when to use each one of these conversations or even identifying what conversation you kind of find yourself in sometimes, not really sure what's happening, you know, that can enable each of us towards an incredibly freeing and enhancing experience in relationships where we are building immediate trust. We are building confidence. We are building that joyful connection that we all want, right, for ourselves personally and throughout all of our relationships. So let's go through each one of these conversations together so that we get a more full understanding of what it looks like, what it sounds like, when we might use it, right, how to recognize when we're in it or when might be the best time for this one and not that one. And let's go ahead and dive into the listening conversation first. We could all this, we could uh, also call this kind of conversation holding safe space. We could call it being the enlightened witness. We could call it reflecting empathy. In all my years, no matter who I'm working with, I have found this one to be the one that kind of trips most of us up most often. And I think maybe it's because so many of us are taught that conversations are, are a little similar to debates and that they should be you know, somewhat equal in exchange. And they're kind of often about getting something, right? Even if it's just to get your point across. Maybe it's about getting someone to agree with you, to see your point of view. Or maybe it's about you getting someone's advice about something or getting your own advice to someone else. There's usually a preferred outcome or a bit of an agenda to what we think of as a conversation, right? And that's extremely different to this kind of listening conversation where one person is just holding space and witnessing another person's honest expression with zero judgment, zero judgment internally and externally. What that means is we're not thinking right? Judgmentally, nor are we expressing judgment in any way. It's a conversation that's more about the container someone can hold for another person as that person receives the, the very sacred and deeply healing opportunity to simply express themselves fully and completely and to be witnessed lovingly without fear of being judged, without fear of their words being used against them in any way now or in the future. You know, without, without fear of being seen as needing to be fixed or needing to be advised or otherwise told what they should do. You could say this conversation is more about being, right, than doing. In fact, in this conversation, the less said on the part of the person holding the space and providing the enlightened listening, the better. Because really, it's all about allowing for the other person to be fully present, to be fully heard, fully seen. And most of all, to for them to be feeling safe in all of that, right? And of, of all the conversation styles in the realm of conscious communication, this one is the one that seems to make absolute magic happen when we remember to use it, 
when we keep to the principles of it, where we are really in a witnessing, observing role through loving, compassionate eyes, not in a talkative, advising, fixing role, not thinking those thoughts even, but really being present with someone, maybe holding a soft eye contact, being fully present without distraction, having a a softness to our body, mind, and emotional state, having no thoughts of interruption, no thoughts of comparison, no thoughts of judgment, just open-hearted listening. When you give someone that space to really be listened to safely and with nothing but empathy, that expression, that level of feeling witnessed without judgment actually moves a ton of energy. And oftentimes what you'll find is that it's all that's actually needed for healing and clearing and resolving to naturally occur with no other kind of intervention or conversation ever needed. I'll give you an example from my own life. Recently, my teenage son came home from work in a really rough mood. His energy was super low. He was in a very grumpy mood. And as he started talking to me, I recognized that this was a listening conversation. And I was able to identify that because it was obvious that he was simply expressing. He wasn't really asking questions. And it was also what he was energetically signaling. And you likely know from being in the superpower universe that we all communicate on more than one level. And learning to sense those more subtle layers of communication will help you to know what conversation is is really being called for and when. And so as he relayed to me how awful his work shift was, how unfair his boss was that evening, how tired and sore he felt, I had to really work hard in some instances to manage the triggers in my own mind that really wanted to stop listening, really wanted to stop holding that safe space for him to just fully express himself and really wanted to get busy, you know, advising and fixing and showing him what some of my own thoughts figured he needed to know in order to best respond to the circumstances and the experiences that he seemed so unhappy with. Now, to be fair, the intentions of those thoughts in my head, you know, they were good as in they came from a place of love and sincerely wanting to help by reducing suffering, but but this was really not the time or the place for them. This was clearly a listening conversation where the only helpful reflections, if any, are ones that are of empathy. You know, things like, I feel you, I hear you, Uh, that sounds tough, or I can understand that. Or I imagine that must have been frustrating for you. Things that are reflections, not advice, not comparisons, not judgments, not my own wonderful wisdom, you know, none of that. (laughs) And, you know, as I held the space, sometimes, right, biting my tongue whenever necessary and, and really honoring the space of a listening conversation, he finished his expression, he thanked me for listening, and he went off to have a shower. 10 to 15 minutes later, he returned with a huge grin on his face, lots of positive energy running through his system. And he relayed to me as if nothing previous had ever happened, as if he'd said nothing before. He relayed to me how he'd actually had the best night ever, as it was a super busy shift that really challenged him. He realized how much his boss actually believes in him and trusts him from how much extra responsibilities he was given during such a demanding shift. And that he felt his sore muscles were signs of how hard he'd worked tonight. And he felt really proud of the job he'd done. It was amazing. 
And he toddled off to enjoy the rest of his evening. It was incredible. I barely said 10 words throughout either exchange. And now if I'd tried to have a different conversation, if I'd done a lot more talking, if I thought we were having a different kind of conversation than a listening conversation, if I'd offered my opinions or suggestions or given my advice, no matter how well-intentioned, I would have likely only served to increase and add to his low energy state. You know, he was clearly needing some safe space to express, to move energy and to make some room. He was not needing anything more stuffed into his overly full system in that moment. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've experienced those conversations yourself, those times and spaces in your life where, you know, maybe you just needed that safe space and people were talking at you or advising you or trying to fix you. Or maybe you were in that conversation and through your great intentions, we're only trying to help. And you realized in hindsight, huh, you know, maybe if I'd said less and listened more, it was really more of a space holding moment. That may have been the better choice. Great learning for next time. All right. By me recognizing that we were having a listening conversation and not a casual conversation or even an empowering one, and we'll get to those two in just a minute, I was able to use that moment and that listening conversation to build trust in the relationship, to build understanding, clarity, and experience a joyful connection during the listening conversation and also after when he came back and shared his upgraded state and perception of the night's events. That is the true power of communicating consciously, being awake and sensitive more and more over time as we practice this and hone this skill set, being more awake and more sensitive to what kind of conversation is actually being called for here, what will best serve in any given moment. And using every moment as a learning opportunity, you know, oftentimes we don't figure it out until we get the hindsight window. And if we're conscious and aware and awake and we are agreeing to our developing these skills and we're going to use those hindsight windows to learn, sometimes that's the best way is after the fact. You know, as far as the listening conversation is concerned, another example I can give is from one of my clients, this beautiful couple, I adore them. Learning about conscious communication within romantic relationships during a training session one day, the wife shared about a very stressful day that she had. And as part of the practice, the husband simply listened with full empathy while being completely present with her in a soft way, you know, gazing at her softly, being with her fully present, not looking away, not getting distracted by his phone or any outside noises going on, just really honoring her and this container in this communication with his presence. And I kid you not, after no more than five minutes, you could see her absolutely visibly relax, like her whole body just deflated. And this big old grin just spread across her whole face. It was amazing. The husband was completely flabbergasted because you know, he loves to see his wife so happy, sure, but he he really couldn't, he genuinely couldn't understand how that could have happened when, from his point of view, he didn't really do anything. You know, from his point of view, he didn't fix any of her problems. He didn't come up with a solution to any of her complaints or her upsets. He literally just sat there with full presence and listened compassionately. To him, it was the most mind-boggling thing that the so-called, you know, fix, the healing was, was in simply being witnessed in her having this safe space 
to be fully seen, to be fully heard without any judgment or without any fear of it being held against her or used as a reason to advise or fix her. You know, he used to fear, he he mentioned within this exchange how, how much he used to fear what he called getting into these quote unquote super heavy and emotional conversations, especially when they happened late at night and he had to get up early for work the next day. Well, when he learned this number one key to conscious communication is all about knowing, you know, what kind of conversation you're actually having or would be best to have in this moment, his whole world opened up. And he realized that most of those so-called heavy conversations that he was so used to avoiding because he just didn't have the energy he thought he needed to participate, well, they were actually mostly listening conversations. And he realized that they used a different kind of energy, actually, that was much easier and much more readily available. And that served to build greater trust, greater freedom, and greater ease without the stress. And so he and his wife enjoy such a a much deeper intimacy now with increased passion and clarity and the ability to communicate so much more powerfully and connect so much more joyfully. And the start of that was simply learning to understand what kind of conversation they were actually having at any given time or which one would be best, which one would be best served in this situation in this moment. And so Let's chat about what an empowering conversation looks like now, because one of the things this couple did particularly well was they learned that sometimes after a listening conversation, there was often room for more of a discussion where more of a shared dialogue was really welcomed. And so they found that sometimes, you know, you can have an empowering conversation on its own. And sometimes it's great to also recognize that the listening conversation has completed and now Perhaps if everyone agrees, it may be time to segue into more of an empowering conversation. And so what is an empowering conversation? Really, it's more like our traditional idea of a conversation where there's a dialogue. There's an exchange of verbal communication between people. However, we know that we are never just communicating verbally, right? (laughs) If you're in the superpower universe, you know we are always communicating on so many levels, verbally, mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically. And whether we're conscious of it or not, we are always communicating with other people on all these levels and picking up on other people's communication on all these levels. So, you know, in an empowered conversation, the first thing we do is we agree within our own selves to take responsibility for ourselves and for what we are emitting on all of these levels. And that really just means being willing to be mindful of when we're out of alignment within ourselves. You know, when we're saying one thing while we're really thinking or feeling another. Or maybe when the facial expression we're giving someone doesn't quite line up with the energy we're emitting. Or maybe with the words we're speaking. I'm sure you can relate to some of that. I feel like we've all experienced that at some time in our life, often many times in our lives. And I'm sure we've all experienced receiving that little niggling feeling of doubt or that something's off or out of alignment. It just doesn't feel right or sound right when someone's speaking to you and it doesn't quite line up, right? Even if you can't quite put a finger on it, it just doesn't quite line up. So that's a really important first step to having an empowering conversation is being willing to stand in that personal responsibility and being aware that you're not giving out 
um, you know, misalignment on all of your levels. You're really coming from a holistic place. You know, in the superpower universe, we talk about it as being congruent in your communication, right? And at the very least, being aware when you're out of congruency, when you're out of alignment, so that you can, you know, take yourself for a little breath or a walk or find out what's going on for you. Just being responsible for your own state. And so next, one of the next keys to an empowered conversation is it's so important to have an intention for your conversation. You know, and you may wish to share that intention with the person you're conversing with or not. If you want to keep it to yourself, great. Either way, there's something about knowing what your highest intention is for even having this conversation in the first place. You know, whether it's to clear up a misunderstanding or the intention is to bring you closer together with this other person or to explore co-creative solutions for a situation. Or maybe it's just to expand in love you know, or to show the greatest amount of compassion that you can, whatever it is, whatever it is, knowing what your highest intention is for having this conversation in the first place creates this kind of guiding light, you know, kind of like a North star for the conversation to follow. And this actually sets up a beautiful container for the conversation, whether you share it out loud or not, right? I highly encourage you to take a brief moment when you realize that, you know, you want to have a conversation with someone. An empowering conversation could also be called an intentional conversation. Um, it could also be called a responsible conversation or even a conscious conversation. It means that we are responsible for what we're communicating on every level. It means that we have a grand intention, you know, we have an intention for this conversation. We have a highest possible intention for this conversation that guides it, that sets up a beautiful container and a space within which to have it. And then the next step in an empowering conversation is to then simply converse from a place of compassion, honesty, and responsibility. There's a great quote, um, I think it's Rumi, uh, that says, oh, let me pull it up here. I love this quote. Here we go. It's, listen with ears of tolerance. See through the eyes of compassion and speak with the language of love. Really, to practice conscious communication means we're putting everything in service to compassionate connection. It just means being deliberate and intentional in how we choose to express ourselves so that we really nurture that compassionate connection. And we, in doing so, you know, that's how we keep the lines of communication nice and open in full integrity, right? And so we need to also then take responsibility. We need to take responsibility for our own feelings, for any triggered states or reactionary behaviors on our part. And then we can share honestly about our own needs while being equally interested in and willing to hear the same from whoever we're communicating with. So in other words, when we are aware, right, that we are reacting from a place of emotional upset, we need to take a pause. We need to take responsibility for that. We need to take a pause, take a breath, perhaps manage our triggered state and guide ourselves through moving some of that emotional energy instead of blaming or projecting or spewing our emotional upset onto the other person or into the container of the conversation. Now, 
This doesn't mean repressing our feelings, right? It means we can share our feelings, but from a place of taking personal responsibility for them uh, and not from a place of blame, shame, or projection. You know, a great way to do that is to simply play, uh, play. Yeah, you can play. Play is always welcome. But a great way to do that is to really pay close attention to the words we're using. You know, you've likely heard of using I statements instead of you statements, right? So that looks like saying something like, I feel lonely instead of you neglected me, right? One is coming from a place of personal empowerment, from a place of standing in our personal power, being responsible for whatever is true for us, whatever's coming up for us, whatever we're feeling, but using words that represent that we are in empowerment with it. We are responsible with it rather than using words that uh, blame or shame or or put us in a state of blaming another person about it. So essentially, it's about choosing words that honestly express your experience, but without intimating that someone else is the cause of your feelings, right? So it's about informing others rather than blaming others. And from there, we can we can really more easily identify and share Mm, what it is we may be needing, but not receiving perhaps <laughs> in the moment or in the relationship or, or what have you, you know, we all have different needs, right? There's thousands of needs and it's up to us to share clearly what they are while also being willing to enter a discussion an empowering conversation that includes compromise and co-creative solutions with others and the willingness to hear uh, the needs of another, right? As well as our own. And so, you may be able to relate to this in your own experience or in your experience with others, but it's actually super common, super common for adults to subconsciously expect other people, especially in their more intimate relationships, to know what their needs are and to just go about fulfilling them without any direction or discussion or what have you. It's like, it's this little leftover thing from childhood and it's, it's not the greatest strategy. <laughs> getting your needs met. You're much more likely to get your needs met by identifying what they are for yourself first, like really get specific, and then communicating them clearly within an empowered conversation space. And of course, right, we also then allow for other people to do the same in communicating their needs to us. And I think the last thing to say about that is, is do be sure to express your need in the form of a request, right? Not a demand. And the more specific, the better. For example, let's say, um, let's say you're wanting to enjoy a more active lifestyle with someone. Rather than a general request of, hey, so-and-so, let's be more active together, you know? It's better to be more specific. You could ask to go dancing on Saturdays or um, perhaps to enjoy an after-dinner walk a few times a week. Whichever way you choose to do it, it's about making a request, not a demand. And it's really about ultimately creating space, creating space for conscious collaboration and compromise so everyone's needs get heard and get met to the best of everyone's ability. And so we know that not every situation is gonna call for a listening conversation or an empowering conversation, right? And so we also have to identify when a casual conversation is best. And you know, that happens a lot, right? There's so much of our lives built around casual conversations. And sometimes we get tripped up thinking and assuming we're in a casual conversation and whoops, we missed it. That was a listening moment or that was an empowering conversation moment. And so 
to be fair, in our ability to identify, right? Sometimes we just want to make a date to go to the movies. We just want to ask someone what they feel like for dinner. We just want to enjoy some casual small talk or chatting with our friends and family over dinner. It's so important to enjoy those casual conversations too. And really the only trick is to learn to recognize whenever there's a shift. Sometimes you'll notice in a casual conversation that you, yourself, or someone else enters a triggered state. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever experienced that yourself? It's like all of a sudden someone has left the building. It's like something completely different comes over yours or another's face, body, you know? It's like a part of them has just left their body and this this new state has entered. It's it's oftentimes quite obvious and if you have uh, some sensitivity, you'll notice it on more subtle levels before it becomes apparent. That happens quite often. In those moments, it is so beneficial for everyone involved to be someone who can take a moment in your awareness and just ask yourself, hmm, is a listening conversation now called for? Perhaps even if it's only for a quick moment or two? Has something come up for for myself or another, and in this moment, you're now realizing maybe it's important to have an empowering conversation about it, you know, with someone either maybe right now, but maybe in the near future, maybe you sort of put a pin in it. Essentially, the most important part of conscious communication is in the recognition. It's in recognizing which conversation will best serve at any given time or which conversation you find yourself in. (laughs) Sometimes we're halfway through a conversation before we realize, oh, (laughs) this is more of a listening conversation. I see. Okay. And we adjust, we shift. Or Oh, you know what? I I was in the empowering conversation space. This is really much more of a casual conversation. I I need to just take a breath and chill a little bit here. Okay. I got it. Right. Making those shifts and being a little more fluid in your ability to move and weave in and out of these communication spaces by learning to hone your skills and recognizing which one is going to serve best at any given time. With that awareness and that practice, you're going to be able to sense and feel all of this with greater and greater, ever greater and greater ease and speed. And so one of the simplest ways to start incorporating this into your daily practice is simply by beginning to ask yourself, you know, silently to yourself, every chance you get, hmm, is this more of a listening conversation, an empowering conversation, or a casual conversation? And to add to that, you can also do some light hindsight work after communicating with others. And you can just begin by asking yourself things like, hmm, I wonder what might have happened if I'd been a little more clear with my intention for that empowering conversation I just had. Or maybe, you know, it's something like, in hindsight, was that really more of a casual conversation moment? Or was that probably more of a listening conversation moment? Or maybe I could have circled back to having an empowering conversation after holding some safe space first. And as you learn within that hindsight window, you're going to be able to sensitize yourself more and more. You're going to be able to hone that skill set more and more and more because in this way, you're really training your awareness through lived experience and learning to sense with all your senses, right? Which conversational avenue to take and when. So you can increase levels of trust, clarity, understanding, and joyful connection across all your relationships. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? All right, everyone. 
I hope this episode serves to inspire you to start or enhance your conscious communication practice and that your practice truly serves the highest possible good for you, your loved ones, and the world you most want to live in. In this kind of practice, everybody truly wins. And if you're feeling ready to enjoy some deeper heart connections and conversations with other conscious communicators, I really hope to see you over in the superpower universe at one of the many workshops, the the monthly community gatherings happening all the time over there. There's so much going on every week. There's something new every month. There's this high vibe community call where the podcasters, the hosts, and so many guests and all our community members are showing up. And it's an amazing place to be. You never know who's going to be sitting next to you with the wide variety of guests across this network. It's so much fun. And it really is just nectar for the soul. It's just a place to get poured into and filled up. Please head on over to superpowerexperts.com for all the details, including the access links to join in if you feel called. I hope to see you there. And until next time, keep unlocking your superpowers of the soul and put them to good use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.